and you have reached Alisa and Giles podcast. And this is Lisa and Jael Trinity, also known as L.A.J. Trinity. So listen, y'all, let's go. This is Lisa Ann Giles Trinity, and um, this is going to be a quick podcast. And uh, so, hold on. Right now, I want to bring in our ABC News legal contributor and host at the Law and Crime, Crime Network, uh, Brian Buckmeyer. Brian, that was something quite unbelievable to listen to there. Uh, you saw the judge sort of go through, and, and he out loud talked about all of the things that he was weighing. He even went on to say that he knows that she's been a model you know, inmate. Uh, he says that he knows she has a complicated mental health diagnosis. And then he really took a turn, and he had some strong language as he laid down these three consecutive life terms in prison. How significant is that, that he made a point that these are consecutive, they're not concurrent? Yes, it is a big point. You saw the hesitation he had there. He said it, it's basically academic. If you're going to give someone life in prison without the possibility of parole, whether it's one life or 20, they're in jail for the same time. But I think he said it quite eloquently and, and made a lot of sense to say these are separate murders at separate times. He didn't run the conspiracies to kill JJ or um, Tylee um, consecutive with the murders and the conspiracy of that town. He was very thoughtful to think three people murdered, I'm going to run these cons- uh, consecutively, and the rest can run concurrent, but his words are very powerful, and I don't think that there's any confusion as to how he felt in this case. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and you, you know, you heard her defense team say, we would prefer a fixed term of some 20 years is what they were asking for, but then you hear the judge say, she's done nothing to be granted leniency from this court at all. He really went hard on the fact that she had no remorse for what she had done. Yeah, I think the defense did a phenomenal job with what they had, the the idea of rehabilitation. They, they really went through the different factors as to why we incarcerate people. And from a philosophical standpoint, I agree with them. You can't just throw people away. You have to create incentives for which they would become better because we want prison not to be where we just throw bodies and never see them again. We actually see rehabilitation back in society. However... I understand she has the right to give her final words, but those words did not help her in any way, shape, or form, nor did the facts of this case. And so I think the judge made the most logical decision in how he sentenced her consecutive to almost give her absolutely no hope, because I think she gave no hope to other people uh, who are affected by this case. 
Yeah, let's unpack that a little bit, what you just said about her words really not helping her at all. I mean, at one point, she talked to to the judge about having essentially an out-of-body experience and or dying after being, being given an IV while she was giving birth to her daughter, Tylee. Uh, these are some of the things that she described in court. And then, as I mentioned, went on to say no one was murdered. Instead, she talked about suicides. She talked about uh, accidents and bad reactions to medicine yeah i'm trying to figure that one out myself and i started to chuckle i was listening to this and as a law and crime host i've seen hundreds if not a couple thousands of sentencings now as a former public defender and and now defense attorney at hamilton and clark i, I see these all the time but that was the most bizarre final moments I've ever seen a defendant speak to the judge and I think it only solidified in the judge's mind and I think he said that as well in, in part of his sentencing there's no remorse here do you truly believe these concepts to the point that I think it would be right for the judge to fear that she may do this to her other children she may do this to other family members because this is a strongly held belief that these children were not murdered and that there was some sort of good that came of this that she may enjoy in another life wow just unbelievable uh brian buckmeyer our thanks to you and of course okay so brian buckmeyer is that is that your name let me sit this show again. This all is far from over, everybody. She has other charges she is facing in Arizona, and also Chad Daybell is also facing charges as well, and he is also the person the judge says he believes was the catalyst in all of this. Okay. Amazon is... So, no, Amazon. I don't got no money to buy nothing from you. Listen. Darn Amazon commercials. I hate Amazon commercials. When you kinda when you financially challenge you just you you hate Amazon commercials. <laughs> okay, listen, Brian. Listen. Now we got to talk about this. You listen. First of all, you got you got some articulation swag. <laughs> Listen, Brian Buckmeyer. I hope I didn't get your name wrong. Listen, you have swag in your articulation. I like to see brothers who can articulate like that. See, okay, so let me just talk to, to some of the black people for a second. I like, okay, when it comes to black people, black guys, okay, there are two kinds of guys that I like. You, you know, when it when you look listening to them, listen, it is that. It is that one thug that got, that's got like this swag in his speech, you know what I'm saying? Listen, not like, okay, so that's a bad, that's that's not what I mean. That's, I retract that. That's old school. But, listen, that's old school. No, I, I no, don't, no, not, not that. But listen, he's just got swag. I can't, I can't explain. There's some thugs who just got a little swag and, uh, in their speech. And, and then if they have like the, the braids and the, and the tight cut and listen and listen listen okay so let me get let me move on and then there is Brian Buckner's <laughs> the educated listen the educated black man that doesn't try too hard you know you you got brothers who are educated but then they try too hard like why are you acting like that you act like that at home even when you wake up what about in the shower at the grocery store Hey, the post office. Listen, you said, no, don't talk to me like that, man. You don't talk like that for real. They try too hard. 
You, you because black people we, we we have a certain articulation we have a certain s sound and so let me define articulation it's just it's the, it's the manner it's the way in which you speak and, and pronunciate your words so someone who's typically see when they say you have great articulation that's really a beautiful positive connotation and giving you a, a you know a uh comment in, in, in regards to how you dialogue. But listen. Listen. <laughs> I don't like... Okay, so this is the thing. If you are black, be true to yourself. Okay? There is a time and place, I admit. Now, this is my sidebar. There is a time and place, I admit, to everything. Okay, the way you talk to your homeboy in, in your crib at your place playing video games, you're not going to be in a corporate meeting at the town meeting at, at a corporate uh, conference and you know, speaking and, and handling yourself in this manner. So, that I understand, but then there is just the fake, fake black educated man who's educated, but then he just tried too hard. I'm, I don't understand why, why you. I don't understand. You're, I, I, you're not white, and you, and you, and, and you don't sound white. But then you, you, you're not. You're black, but you don't sound black. I, I, I'm so confused. So you get the black educated man that just tries too hard. He tries to mimic the articulation of a Caucasian, but it's not coming across well. But then you have the Brian Buckmeyers or the Brian Buckners. <laughs> The attorney who has speech swag and doesn't sound like he's trying to do this is just him and you could tell you could tell you could tell so uh, listen let's uh, let me just move on so those are listen the, you got the thug with the, you know you got the thug swag you know with the speech and then you got the educated black man with the speech and he's not trying to do hard so listen enough of that listen so Brian let me tell you something okay with this lawyer Vallow Daybell sentencing thing. Doomsday mom gets life in prison without parole. Okay. So with all the headlines. I'm going to take it down a notch now. Because I have to get serious. With all of the headlines. This is one I have not yet discussed. Obviously, this woman is not well. Obviously, her records and her behavior, as well as her dialogue, every indication says she is mentally ill. So let me break it down to you, okay? Let me just break it down to you. When someone is mentally ill, Okay, first of all, there is no cure for, for, for mental illness. As you grow older, you digress. You don't improve. No matter what kind of medicine you take, you don't improve. Do you understand? Okay, so basically, I have 35 years corporate experience. I am an artistic adult that holds a business management degree. I have three certifications in different areas, as well as a full-time online student at Harvard, taking neuroscience, bioconductor, biochemistry, a whole bunch of stuff I can't yet pronounce, and a justice course. I have worked with both young and old from the demographics of 8 
years of age all the way to 80. Okay, so I am well versed. And not only do I own a corporation, I've owned two, two companies in my lifetime, of which I still own. I'm going to bring it down a notch. As an artistic adult, I've beat the odds. I've done and accomplished what psychiatrists and my elementary teachers said was impossible. Diagnosed as an autistic child from the, from a very young age, as young as three years of age. Didn't speak until really eight years of age. Have been socially awkward my whole entire life until God says one day, capital G, I'm studying and I'm, I'm minding my own business and 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 you know. You get you you get that gut feeling that that you, you everything says you got to preach you got to teach you got to mentor you got to be a motivational speaker you're gonna be an operations expert work with big companies you're gonna deal with people every day all day you don't like to talk but look surprise don't worry you'll be okay <laughs> so you have to I'm not gonna go over my company right now I I want to discuss this case. But my website address is www.lajventures.com And you can look over the services I render and the kind of corporation I own. With that being said, I am well versed in people. I am a consultant. And one of the areas that I consult both in, in the corporate aspect as well as law is is medical this is the medical field so in regards to this this woman is obviously mentally ill and with mental illness there is no cure not so with disorders see there is a difference between a mental illness and a disorder okay Usually people are one or the other. It can you can you can have a disorder while while being sick with a mental illness. Okay? But for a disorder, disorders are curable. Mental illness is not. With mental illness, you digress as you get older. It gets worse, no matter what kind of medication you take. It is impossible to recover from a mental illness. It is impossible. Okay? So I'm not going to give you a lesson. You have to take my class if you want more information. But with that being said, obviously, Lori Vallow Daybell has a mental illness. And for you to say, I think it's strange that she said this. I think it's odd that that she said this. I, why would she, why would she show no no remorse? Now, to be quite frank, when I was listening to the clip that I just played, courtesy of ABC News, located on uh, the internet. It didn't sound like neither one of you, the the, the uh, anchor 
or yourself as an expert was serious as you were speaking in regards to what you said. You sound like you were mocking her. This is serious because children, <coughs> excuse me, children have died. You sound like you were mocking her. You were not serious in those statements. I can tell. I know people. I pay attention to uh, posture and tone and voice. Sarcasm. You were not serious in these statements. Everybody knows this woman has a mental illness. And when you are mentally ill, you're literally, you're just not there. It's almost equivalent to being uh, a person who suffers from Alzheimer's. You're just not there, except that you have more mobility and functionality. Okay? In terms of what I'm saying is the person is not there. They're not in touch with reality. They're just not there. They're not there. So, let me just put it like this. For someone with mental illness who has committed a crime like this, remorse you have to take off the table because there is no barometer of morals or values because they're not in touch with reality. There is no barometer. They're not there. So what do you do with someone with, like, what do you do with someone Lori Vallow, they, because what happened with this case is she was sentenced as someone with their mind intact. This is what happened. Mental illness is a sickness. It's a sickness. And mental illness, you digress with age. It gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. So now you have sentenced this woman to prison for life that taxpayers are paying for. And she's just a vegetable. Now, her crime, now this is what I would have done as a judge. And some may disagree. And some may be surprised at my reply. What I would have done as a judge, yes, she is guilty. She committed the crime, but she is mentally ill. Would I have allowed her to stand trial? Would I have allowed her to see? I don't have all the details, but just just from her comment, just from the dialogue I've heard, just from the information I've 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 had a visual of on the internet and on the media. That's a good question. But let's just say she did stand trial. I allowed her to stand trial. This is me as the judge. She is guilty. She committed these crimes. She's mentally ill. That I know.
Now, I what I I didn't read the whole. I haven't been following this case. I don't know. I don't. I'm really quite honest. I didn't follow this case. So I don't know what state this is in. But listen, I would have given her the death penalty. I would have given her the death penalty. Now what you have done is that you have sentenced her to a life sentence. And, and whether she's in solitary confinement is not realistic to keep her in solitary confinement, obviously. So now she's around, uh, she's around other inmates. She's a vegetable. She's not in touch with reality. And the taxpayers' monies are now paying for someone who's just there. She's a vegetable. She's mental. She's so mentally ill at this point that she's just a vegetable. She's just not here. She's not in touch with reality. And you gave her a life sentence to live on and on and on with taxpayers' money. When she really deserved the death penalty because the Bible says you cannot acquit the guilty. Now, why would I have chosen this route? Because she's a vegetable. And she's not here. She's just not here. She's not here. I would have given her the death penalty. She's guilty. I would have given her the death penalty. The thing, he sentenced her as someone with their mind intact. So therefore, this form of punishment is not even potent. Did you understand what I'm saying? She's not here. It's not potent. It's not going to work. It's not, it's going to be, it's of no effect. And now the taxpayers' money have to take care of this woman because the average life, the average, uh, the average, uh, what is it? The average, um, what's the word? I'm having, I'm having a, I, I don't, I have class. I do. Hold on, Kate and, Ma, and Camilla and Megan. Hold on, but I'm having a brain fart. Hold on. The average lifespan, thank you, Jesus, is between 80, right, and 90 years of age. This woman is 50. So now the taxpayers' money have to pay for this criminal, for uh, take care of her for the for the next forty years, and she's not here. Your words, Your Honor, went right over her head. I wouldn't have made that call. I would have gave her the death penalty. When you when you send someone to life, you are making a point. You are taking them out from the rest of the world because they're too dangerous to be around other people. And you want to teach them a lesson. You're saying you are not incarcerated. You are incarcerated. And you have plenty of time to think about what you have done. You will never see a McDonald's or Burger King or go to the beach again. Forget about Netflix. I, I, no, I, I might have to retract that because, you know, some prisons are pretty, you know, they, they got Netflix and cable. So I might have to retract that. But you understand. 
and you and it's potent because they have the ability to feel remorse and they have the ability to actually rehabilitate they have the potential this is somebody with their mind intact though you don't sentence somebody to life in prison with this kind of crime and keep them around there is no it is of no effect and it is not potent it just is. It's just a sentence, and now she, 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 the taxpayers are taking care of this woman for the next forty years, and she's not even here. So I wouldn't have made the call. Not that call. So Brian, there you have it. There you have it. I don't know who the Inca woman was. If I don't remember your name, you didn't make an impression. Sorry, kid. <laughs> you only live once. I, I don't have the time. Anyway. <laughs> I tell you, listen. You only with me. You only get about you only get about thirty seconds to make an impression. I, I, it's like you know, it's like buying an album or something. You get you 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 heard the single. You buy the whole album and you got about seven songs. Listen, you gotta listen. The song got about thirty two seconds to make an impression. No, I don't like the beat. No, that's too slow. No, that's old school. I need something that that's too new school. These young kids like that. Listen, thirty two seconds. <laughs> Now this is nice. This is the seventh song. You done went through the whole album. You brought listen, and guess what song it is? It's the single. <laughs> listen, that's a, listen, that's how it is with me. Listen, you got about thirty-two seconds. I mean, listen, if you don't impress me, I'm like, listen, I listen, kid. You only live once. I got to, I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. I should listen. Got to keep moving. <laughs> anyway. I'm not, this is this is 24 minutes into the podcast and uh, I'm going to end it here. So this is I think this is listen somebody somebody asked me tonight said um <laughs> listen you're gonna upload again to I said yeah this is gonna be your last upload I said I don't know I'm podcast crazy right now <laughs> see I can't watch the news because I get I am a single woman I spend a lot of time home alone if I'm not um, engaged with a client and I so when I watch the news I have to exert and, and you are it or do you understand audience do you understand followers do you understand what I'm saying <laughs> so I'm totally using you thank you very much thank you <laughs> uh, listen one time my son came, my son my son, listen, my son, he was in his room and I was, he didn't know I was broadcasting. Listen, he didn't, he told somebody, listen, I so he said, my, what is going, I went into his room, he said, oh, I said, Caleb, I was broadcasting. Because I think I was talking about something, I don't remember what, but, you know how I get. You know, I talk about things that are a little personal and I don't know. He asked me why I was talking to some man. I'm like, I was podcasting. <laughs> One thing with my son. He wants me to get married, but then he doesn't. So one day I told him, listen, I, listen, when I said, listen, 
He said, where are you going? I said, I have a date. He said, stop playing. You don't have a date. I said, I do. I have a date. He said, you don't have a date, man. You don't have a date. I said, but don't you want me to get married? You don't have a date. You don't, you're not having a date. I said, but you said you want me to get married. He said, look. <laughs> you don't have no date. Then you walked out. <laughs> He's 26 years of age. I told him, you know, when I when I get a little money, when things pick up, you know, he's we are. Listen, I it's been me and my son against the world, okay? He's my second born, and I <laughs> I told him, I said, you're getting your own place. We're gonna furnish it from scratch. I'm getting my own place, and he's like, well, you. Are you going to give me a key in case... You know, if I said, for what? He said, so I can check on the place for you. I said, Caleb, I'm going to be married. He said, no, you're not married. I said, but I'm going to be married. He said, so I, I still don't... I said, no, because I'm going to have a husband. He'll be my covering. He said, but <laughs> this boy, he, I'm, I'm darned if I do. <laughs> I'm darned if I don't. Oh, my gosh, these kids. One thing with boys. Hold on. I'm in a chatterbox right now. One thing with boys, they will always be your boys. And my son was a mama's boy. And as he grew older, he's 26 now, and uh, it's just, he want, I, I, I don't, it's just, as, 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 we, we're, we have a close relationship. But, <laughs> boys are just, a, I don't know, with the, he's, he's the type of person that uh, he doesn't bite his tongue. He, you know, he's very transparent. He tells you what's on his mind, and um, so I, he confuses me because one day he wants me to be married. He, he's in mind, you know. This is, you know, is we get the point. You know, you sacrifice. You, you, you didn't bring a man in the house, and you know, I understand that. You know, you wanted to set a good example. You want to concentrate on raising us and serving the Lord Jesus. And my daughter goes, but you know, they always say, but we get it. But you need, you, you need, you need somebody. When he found out, because let me tell you, I'm just going to be transparent. So when he found out that I was talking to, or I answered a call on one of my messaging apps. He said, Ma, listen, he had to listen. He said, he had a fit. He had a fit. I said, Caleb, I said, how, I said, how am I supposed to, to, how am I, Caleb, do you want me to get married or not? So he, I'm darned if I do, and I'm darned if I don't. That day cracked me up because he said, you know, you don't have a date. I do. No, you don't have a date. <laughs> and he closed the door like, like he was the boss and just, <laughs> said oh this boy what you going to but that's that's my son so uh i i i said all this to say that on uh, your kids will always be your kids no matter how old they get they will be your kids so uh for those parents for especially those moms who are single parents listen to me i have a slogan okay no man in the house is better than the wrong man in the house. You do what you, you walk in love towards your children and towards God. 
Should God agree, the man will come. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to be, uh, you don't have to just let, you know, be out there like that. Dating every time Dick and Harry. Your children need to see you, see, your children need to see stability and purity in you. Especially if you have girls because children don't, you know, they don't do what you say. They do what you do. And so in order for them to be positive contributions to the rest of the world and, 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 and be strong men and women, well, you have to be a strong woman first. And you must lead by example. You must lead by example. Okay? Remember, kids do not do what you say, usually. They do what you do. And this is a Lisa Angel podcast. And this is Lisa Angel Trinity. And uh, it is now the 31st of July 2023 as it was an hour ago. <laughs> I meant to say the time. It is 11.07pm. And uh, it's almost midnight New York time. I love you, India. You're number one on my analytics again. You're number one. I love you. Um, um, hold on. Let me open up my analytics real quick. I got to give some shout-outs real quick. But, India, you, you listen. You, you love me. I love you, too. I love you, too. Let me see. You could be praying for me while I look this up. <laughs> say the word, of, say a word of prayer real quick. Uh, go ahead. I, I say a word of prayer. <laughs> so, uh, hold on. So listen. Hold on. Let me do it. Do I have the right week? Uh, I have to. Okay. India, I love you. You are number one. You're number one. Nepal. You're number two. This is the top four regions that follow and that like me and that message me and that download and that follow. Listen, I love you. I've said follow twice. Listen, India is number one. Nepal is number two. Kenya. Kenya's number three. <laughs> Kenya's number three. And Sri Lanka. You're number four. Thank you for your love. I, I'm, I'm seriously, I thank you for your love. And I hope that um, I can continue to be your friend and your, and your encourager. And, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I, you know, I, I want to be cool for a long time. So thank you so much. And, um, God bless you guys. And listen, God loves you. I love you. Okay. Peace.
for joining Alisa and Giles podcast, where my motto is, you could always be a better version of who you were before. You could always be a better version of who you were before.